have it guys there you go that's what's going on that's what's shaking how we doing out there in podcast land welcome to the show it's been a little while i know and i apologize for that i really do um not really i mean i do kind of a little bit in a way apologize um you know i mean let's be real this show is for me (laughs) and you guys you guys just get to come along for the ride and enjoy it a little bit. But um, really, I do this thing for me. It's kind of therapeutic and it's fun. And it's it's a way to kind of get some ideas off my chest and get things out of my head. And, whew, you know, all the things, right? Um, of course, again, it took me uh, a good 30 to 45 minutes to get this thing set up. You know, uh, this camera was working okay. I couldn't get the... I couldn't get the, uh, the Treb Lab. <laughs> I couldn't get the, the Treb Lab computer here, or, uh, not computer, um, the fuck is this thing called? A speaker. I couldn't get this, uh, Bluetooth speaker to connect to my laptop. It had been a while since, since I had connected it to that. And, uh, there was no other way. I, I couldn't do it to this, uh, iPad or to the phone over there because both of them are hooked up to the Switcher Studio. And if I tried to run music, it would disconnect from the Switcher Studio. I can't do both on the same um, platform, whatever. Um, so the laptop is the way I got to do it most times. Or if I've got my second phone set up, which I have it over there charging and doing an update on it. So needless to say, it took me, um, as usual, a good 30 to 45 minutes to kind of get things running and get things up. Um, the biggest hurdle was getting this Bluetooth to connect. And then once I got it all connected, I did a, a first shoot. I was about three minutes in, and I realized that my phone over here, yeah, I'm talking to you right there, iPhone 12 Pro Max, I guess that's, is what it's called, still. Um, this guy was freezing all over the place. You know, the first time I did a wave like this, my hand just stuck there. Yeah, like that. And um, so what I had to do is I had to shut everything down. I had to kind of reboot everything. 
instead of hooking up to um, the Wi-Fi signal that's over here, I decided to use my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot. So now I'm hooked up to my phone as a hotspot through all three of these devices. You know, Jesus, it's all the damn same, you know. But welcome to the show. That song up front was uh, by the Mr. Uh, the Great Stevie Wonder. And it was called Don't Drive Drunk. Realistically, he should not drive at all. Let's be honest. But definitely <laughs> don't drive Don't drive blind and drunk. I mean, if you're going to do one or the other, I would say uh, drunk is maybe... If you had to do one or the, if you had to choose, drunk would be the way to drive. And uh, don't drive blind for sure. Speaking of blind, um, and I'll tell you why I played that song up front here um, shortly. Speaking of blind, uh, I decided to wear my spectacles just to cause a spectacle, I guess. <laughs> it's funny. Not really. I decided to wear my spectacles, and uh, I'm not going to wear them the whole show, but I decided I would start off the show while I was looking at my two devices here with my nearsighted vision, and it would be better to see things with here. But now that I don't need to see anything, well, I do. I'm, I'm going to pull up my notes here, so I'll probably need to to see my notes a little bit, but I kind of, I kind of know what I'm talking about anyway. And this screen over here is big enough that I'll be able to see all the notes over here, you know, but I've got some new spectacles. I'm, I'm taking advantage of my benefits that I've earned by being a retired member of the military. Uh, I'm wearing my hat, by the way, Air Force retired, wearing my shirt, bought these together out at the BX there on the Charleston Air Force Base. Joint Base Charleston. Um, I'm not using my mics today either, so I'm hoping the sound comes out okay. It's, it's going to be recording here off of the iPad. Um, what was I saying? So I got some spectacles. I'm taking advantage of my benefits that I've earned for defending this country and fighting for this country for over 22 years, over 25 years, really. Um, and I still continue to serve in some some sort of capacity, you know, here and there. But So... Um, I recently got some hearing aids uh, a couple months ago. Um, I just got the spectacles. I just got yesterday a second pair of hearing aids. I'm not wearing them at the moment because I didn't know they are Bluetooth um, enabled. So I didn't know how they were going to pair with the with the Switcher Studio and if it was going to mess up. You know, I've had some of those sound issues where I wear a different earbud or I've got my headphones on. I've had some different sound issues with some different mic implements uh, going into the Switcher Studio. So I didn't want to use either one of my new hearing aids, hook them up through the platform here as a, as a listening device, as a recording device, and just get bad sound. So I'm hoping that the sound, usually the sound from the iPad is pretty, pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I just got a second pair of headphones or hearing aids. The first set I got was from Signia. The second set I got is a company called Phonak. And what I'm doing is a comparison of the two, and then I'll, I'll return, return one before the warranty period is up and get it sent back to, to the manufacturer, and I'll keep the other. So, um, And then I just decided it was time for my annual eye exam, and I had it scheduled at a civilian place down here in town. Uh, through my Tricare, which I'm still paying for. I'm not sure why, but I may be giving that, giving that up here now that I've got uh, full care at the VA facility for free. But anyway, I had a civilian uh, appointment set up 
And at that appointment, I would have had to pay a copay uh, along with my premium that I pay every month through TRICARE. So I said, you know what? Let me call the VA because I'm pretty sure I got everything covered except dental at this point through the through the VA. And I'm working on dental. But let me give them a call and see if I can get my eye exam for free. Lo and behold, yeah, come on in, man. We'll check your eyes out. So I got my annual eye exam. And they said, yeah, you could probably benefit from from some glasses. I told them I was wearing some readers. You know, maybe once a month I might throw them on. And they were like a 1.0 reader. But, you know, your phones, all your uh, tablets, applications, uh, uh, iPads, computers, whatever, they have the ability to expand text, to blow up text, to blow up screens, to, you know, zoom in, those type things. So I didn't really need it. But they said, hey, I mean, you know, you'll have the spectacles there just in case you feel like you need to see something better. Why not go ahead and get them? And they're free. As, as, a, as a retired Air Force veteran um, and with the disability that you have. So I did it. I got some glasses. They came in within about two to three weeks. I got the progressive lenses. So I got the farsighted and the nearsighted. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I wonder sometimes if, if the bifocal is maybe a better option or just having two different sets of glasses, really. But I really don't need the far vision. Uh, my far vision is pretty good, but... There was a little discrepancy in the numbers. They said you might benefit from from some glasses. I feel like I really don't see a difference and maybe even see better without them while I'm driving. I feel like the the progressive stuff kind of fucks with me while I'm driving Um, and probably just haven't gotten used to it yet. But the nearsighted is pretty good. I like it. But you have to really kind of dial right in to the middle of what you're looking at. My mom gave me a good tip. Uh, the other day, and she said, point with your nose at what you're looking at. And uh, that works most times, but I don't need them for what I'm doing right now, so I'm going to go ahead and take them off because they are kind of going back and forth. I get that little blur between switching. I don't know. Not sure how I feel about it. Uh, what else is going on? Um, I was going to do a new episode today, and you'll you'll see what the song was all about. And I'm still kind of conflicted about even even going into this episode, really. I just finished up, so I'm kind of doing a dual thing tonight, and I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, especially the podcast I've been putting off for a couple months now, over two months. And I've, uh, I haven't done a bros episode <laughs> in a while, so I kind of polled a few people, a few friends of mine, and said, hey, what would you think about me putting together another bros episode? And they're like, yeah, those were fun. They were kind of cool. I like them. Put, the, put one together. Let's check it out. So I did one, the little ones today, um, just fucking around with it. And, you know, it's fun. I have a good time. It's, it's like, you know, making a movie or whatever, movie magic, so... I just finished up doing that. It's like, you know, anytime I do a bros episode, they're like maybe a minute and a half, two minutes long. They're real short, kind of quick episodes. And just uh, the three bros are uh, Brian, uh, Butch, and Tucker are the the three. Um, Do I have? Yeah, I think I've got. I'm trying to touch the screen over here, and it's not a touch screen, dumbass. Um, so what I had down here, I had, I had some bios that I, that I did up a little while ago. That was my, uh, speaker that I had trouble with turning off over there, but I had a bios 
set up for these guys a while back. Cause I was going to do a, a whole series on this thing. I was going to do a big, a big thing on it, but so the bio is, you know, Butch is kind of a, kind of a Jersey type character, kind of douchey, you know, backwards hat, uh, the stupid, stupid glasses, um, you know, kind of a, uh, uh, a New York and New Jersey style accent, you know, rough and tough and rugged, you know, manly man, so he thinks type guy. Um, he's a Scorpio. <laughs> uh, he loves the word bro. He always has facts. Uh, I didn't do any facts on this episode today, but, uh, Tucker, he's, he's kind of from Miami. That's what I'm figuring. He's an Aquarius. Uh, he's scared of everything quite obvious that he's um, a gay character. Uh, he always wears this headband. That's his favorite thing to wear. Maybe a tank top. Um, of course, I'm myself. You know, I play myself in the series. So it's fun. Check it out. It's on YouTube as well. I also put it on my Facebook and Instagram page so you can check them out there because they're so short. I can just kind of post, put, put them up, but I also put it on my, on my YouTube channel. So what are we talking about today, today, guys? Uh, let's go up to my notes here. Um, first off, I'm monitoring my weight right now. Um, after I did my fast, you know, I did the fasting episode back in February after my fast that I did the entire month of January. And I'm trying to maintain, I went down to 190 pounds during that fast. I lost 30 pounds from 220 down to 190. And after I ended the fast and a couple of weeks later, I, I pretty much put on 10 more pounds to put 10 pounds back on, which is, you know, a lot of water weight that you lose and some different things. Uh, maybe you put on some, uh, you know, start putting on some lean muscle mass once you refeed and start introducing protein again, rebuilding that muscle that you may have broken down. Um, those type of things. So I put 10 pounds back on. I said, OK, that's 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 my goal. I want to get back up to around 200. That's a pretty good weight for me. I've kind of changed that a little bit now um, over the past couple of months, but I said, okay, I want to get back up to 200 and then I just want to maintain that, stay at or below 200, which I've pretty much done. I've uh, gone to like maybe 204 a couple of times and I'll just, uh, I'll fast or I'll uh, do some intermittent fasting or I'll, I'll, I'll cut the carbs back a little bit and drop back down. So right now I'm, I'm still hovering at 200 still since the end of the fast on January 31st. I guess it was it January 30th I ended? The 31st? Anyway, it doesn't matter. So that's what I'm trying to do. What I'd like to do is, is get to 195 or below. I think that would be a good weight. 190 was nice. So 190 would be ideal. I'd like to just stay below 195. So I'm going to readjust a little bit. I just um, implemented some alternate day fasting. So I'll be doing a fast every other day. And who just texted me? Somebody texted me. Try, I think that was my son. Anyway, uh, what else has been going on? I went to uh, a Myrtle Beach concert. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it. I went and saw Buck Cherry, uh, the new Skid Row. You know, they got a new lead singer back in uh, June or July of uh, 2022. So they're out doing a tour with the new lead singer. I still, I'm still just a big Sebastian Bach fan. Um, I still love his solo stuff as well. You know, he goes off the rails here and there, but as far as a front man, uh, I think he just had the entire package. He was great. Um, you know, took a lot of chances with his vocals here and there, but 
I still think he's a better vocalist than, than this new guy. He seemed to care and be a little more enthusiastic about the band and about his performances. Um, some people say, well, maybe it's because his bandmates are older and, and he is feeding off of the energy of the bandmates. And that's, that's, that could be a factor as well. That could be something that's going on. Uh, you know, back when Sebastian was with the band, obviously they were all young and on fire and, and trying to, to make it and, and had a lot more energy and, and go, go get it, you know, those type things, you know, trying to be rock stars. So maybe this guy's just, uh, he's not into it. He was, a a Britain's got talent or Britain idol, American idol, Britain or Europe or something. I think, I think he was a winner of that, or he's, it was at least on the show and, uh, he fronted a couple of the bands and then all of a sudden got offered the job for the, for the Skid Row act. So, and then there was another band that opened up for him called, um, Rebound. No, not rebound. Re. It's re something. I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, Myrtle Beach. It was a great concert. It was fantastic. I got uh, down on the floor, which I normally don't do. I try and stay away from people. I, I used to stand in the back of the House of Blues there on Myrtle Beach um, and kind of stay out of the crowd. But this one I wanted to kind of get up and rock with a little bit. So I probably got about six or seven people from the front of the stage and just bounced and jumped and danced and and sang the songs and, you know, did the horns and all that kind of stuff with, with the rest of the young guys there. And, of course, there was some older people there, too, since Skid Row's been around a while. Uh, 45, 50, 60-year-olds, you know, in their wheelhouse. So, fantastic concert. If you get a chance to see them while they're out on tour, either, any of them, Buck Cherry, Skid Row, uh, the other band <laughs> that you'll find out in the show notes. My oldest son, actually, June 7th at the Orpheus out there in Flagstaff, he messaged me and said that Buck Cherry was coming out there and it was worth it to go see him again because he's seen him uh, before as well for his 16th birthday, as a matter of fact, in Seattle. I took him to see Kiss and Buck Cherry. So I said, yeah, definitely uh, check it out. It, it would be worth going to. And, and I mean, he's w within walking distance of that venue, so why not? And uh, I may go out and visit and, and see it with him. Uh, we'll skip over that. We'll skip over that. I've uh, been doing a lot of work on my truck lately. Uh, me and the, the next door neighbor, Ken, over here, put two new U-joints on uh, my front drive shaft on my truck. I uh, had a, a clicking sound that was going on for about a month. I couldn't really figure it out, but it increased in in cadence as as my speed increased and then it would slow down as I went to, to stopping um, I couldn't tell if it was uh, you know a drive shaft or a wheel bearing or uh, I kept thinking maybe it was a rock or a nail or something in you know, screw in my tire I don't know finally got with my next door neighbor and and drove him around the block and or my parents next door neighbor actually but I guess he's my neighbor at this at this juncture here with the trailer uh, the trailer's even more of a neighbor. It's even closer to him. But anyway, he's, uh, he used to be a mechanic and he came over and took a look and got underneath and, uh, jiggled the, the drive shaft and said, Oh yeah, you, you joints are bad. I mean, it's got 125,000 miles on it, 2009 uh, Nissan Frontier. So I went and bought the parts, came back, we put new U joints on there. Pitch perfect sound, beautiful. Uh, he even took care of some vibration I was having and stuff, but, uh, then I had some, some overspray, some paint spray that had kicked up, uh, that I drove through some, some paint that had gotten spilled on the road one day, a few months back. I mean, maybe a, six months back, a year. I don't know. It's been a while. 
So that paint's been all over the, the passenger side of the truck for quite some time now. I had sprayed the, uh, um, the wheel wells with some, um, some rubberized, um, undercoating a while back to, to get rid of the, the paint that was on, 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 on the undercarriage, the, the, the wheel well. God damn. I can't think of my words. And, um, the, the paint was still just left all over the fenders and all over both of the doors and even the bumpers. And finally I said, man, I got to figure out how to get rid of this shit. And I didn't want really to use any solvents or anything like that. A few, a few people had told me, you know, mineral, uh, mineral spirits and, um, some paint thinner and some things like that. And I'm like, I want to put that on my, on, on the paint paint, you know, on my car to get rid of the paint, the overspray. I, I figured that was going to maybe mess up my clear coat, clear coating or something like that. So I did some research and I found out that, uh, claying your car worked pretty well. So I went and bought some mother's, uh, clay bars and it comes with some detailing spray. So what you do is you wash the car, get all the dirt off of it. Cause you don't want to rub dirt into your car and any other grime and stuff. But, um, you take this clay, you mold it up, you, you get it to the fit in the palm of your hand, you know, like a silly putty or whatever. You take this detailing spray as a lubricant, you spray it on the paint and you basically just rub this clay bar back and forth. And the clay is an abrasive, a, a mild abrasive along with that lubricant that picks up any surfacants, um, uh, that are on the surface. So, you know, like bugs, tar, uh, paint, uh, just road grime in general, whatever, tar, sap, any of these things that are, that are embedded in the paint that are causing it not to look as luxur luxurious, luxurious, um, make it not shine <laughs> as much as it used to. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to pick up all that and kind of bring back the original luster. That's where I was looking for of the paint. And it did just that. I mean, oh my God. It looks like a brand new paint job. It's amazing. I would highly recommend the mother's clay bar treatment. And uh, if you have an older vehicle, get on it. And you'll be amazed at the results you're going to get. So did that. And then I put a uh, the uh, ceramics coating on there, which is, you know, the big thing right now. Ceramics, nobody uses wax anymore. It's, it's kind of more to the ceramic thing. So did that. It looks brand new. And then I had some, some paint chips across the, the front, uh, the hood of the car, you know, the very front there were bugs and rocks and stuff, you know, from my travels back and forth, just being on the road in general. Excuse me, stuff like that comes up, chips to paint. And, um, I went out and started searching, uh, hood covers. Uh, used to be, you, you put what they called a bra on your car back in the day. It was fabric, kind of leather, and it was pretty good. It, it, it helped, but it also caused some damage to the hood of your car as well because it flapped and it wasn't very secure and it kind of moved a little bit and you had some friction points that weren't very good. So I went out and researched it and uh, after those bras came out, then you started seeing some of the plastic ones that you could affix to the front of your hood, actually with screws and clamps and those type things. I said, no, nah, I really don't want one of those. Those look kind of dumb and it was kind of old school and kind of old fashioned looking. I found this new one. Um, I'm not even going to look it up, but it's called Aerostrip and it's, uh, made by a company, Aerosoft or something. I don't know. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Maybe a, a link to the, to the Amazon site that I bought it on Amazon. They had a Chrome one. They had a spoked one and they had a black one. I got the Chrome. 
It's uh, it's a 3M product, so it, it it has a 3M adhesive on it that is made uh, uh, vehicle adhesive that is supposed to not damage the paint if you have to remove it or if it comes off. And affix that to the front of the car, and it like really just it attaches, you know, seals, sticks to the front of, to the hood of the car, and just covers it up. And the great thing about it is the grill of my truck is is all chrome. So the, so I got the chrome one, and the chrome just integrates perfectly with the with the grill of the the truck. So I'm really happy with it. Jesus Christ, I'm talking about a bunch of this bullshit. So that's kind of all I did. I, I got it all cleaned up. I clayed it. I, I got the universal joints uh, done. I've been putting some engine cleaner in there. I've been putting some uh, some fuel treatment in and, and un- unclogging the the filters or the uh, the fuel injectors. I put a new K&N air filter in there. Um, I, I changed out the in cabin filters. I feel like my horsepower has gone up by five or ten percent just with K&N air filter and with the fuel treatments that I've been doing. So bottom line is, what am I saying? Do some maintenance on your vehicle. I mean, your vehicle is going to last you a lot longer. It's going to get a lot more miles out of it. Save you a bunch of money if you take care of it. Keep the tires inflated to the proper inflation. Keep it clean. Keep the injectors clean. Keep the oil clean, the cylinders. Keep all the carbon out of the engine. Um, those type things, you know. Filters changed. Oil changed. Anyway. Um... Well, I guess this is where we kind of go into it. So if you notice, I'm still, fuck, I'm still sitting here in freaking Somerville, South Carolina. I've been trying to get out of here for a while. You guys know it. I keep talking about it. I keep saying due to some circumstances, I'm, I'm not quite able to get out of the, uh, the state at the moment. I'm kind of stuck here for a bit. Um, I was supposed to even get out, you know, and do uh, the Warrior Expedition paddle kickoff last year. I wasn't able to do that. I could have flown up there, I guess, but... Here's the thing, guys. Um, I'm at the moment. I'm not able to drive out of the state. So if I want to go anywhere out of South Carolina, I have to fly there. And then once I fly there, um, I can't even rent a car. I can't drive outside of the state of South Carolina at the moment. Why is that? Do you ask? Well, I think you probably have put two and two together from the beginning of the video until now, uh, 26, 27 minutes in. Um. I got a DUI, guys. Um, I'm not proud of it. I've I've been wanting to talk about it for three years now because you know why? It happened three years ago, the first one. Uh, yes, I just said the first one. I've had two DUIs. Um, this all started uh, pre-COVID. And... <clears throat> Real quick, I mentioned the Warrior Expeditions. They're kicking off again this year, uh, June 27th, up in Minnesota at the headwaters there at the source, Lake Itasca's, uh, Lake Itasca. So I'm trying to get up there this year, and hopefully that's going to work out. We're not even into May yet. We're almost there. I've got, uh, you know, two months pretty much to, to get my ducks in a row and get over there. And, we'll, and I'll tell you how all that might happen. So, uh, prior to, you know, I was a bartender, uh, partner over there, homegrown brew house, uh, back over there, 117 South Main Street back in the day, right? And I don't know, man, you know, I would drink on the job a little bit. I never got drunk. 
really that often at work. Occasions I would, you know, people would come in, people would stay late, uh, we'd drink after work, whatever. I'd, I'd have some beers during work, tasting new beers that had gotten put on or sharing a beer with a customer, um, you know, those type of things like most bartenders do, right? And uh, a lot of times um, to unwind from work, you know, a, a nice long shift because I usually work a Thursday, Friday and a Saturday, the busiest days of the week there at Homegrown Brewhouse. And man, after spending, you know, nine hours on your feet or six to nine hours, depending on the shift, I would go somewhere to kind of unwind. So the, the few places I used to go is I would kind of switch it up between about three different places, maybe four if I threw a Buffalo Wild Wings into the mix. But um, I would go to Carolina Ale House or I would go to uh, Mellow Mushroom. Well, not Mellow Mushroom. I'm sorry. Mellow Mushroom. That comes in the story later. But I would go to Carolina Ale House because they were open till 2 a.m. I would go to Kickin' Chicken when they were open till 2 a.m., or I would go over to Applebee's up, up the street here because they were open till 2 a.m. And then I guess sometimes I used to go to Dog and Duck because they were open till at least midnight, maybe 2 a.m. as well. And this is all, again, pre-COVID. So sometimes I would leave work and I would go to some of these places. And uh, one night I went down to Kickin' Chicken. I can't remember the, the exact time frame of this, but I'd gone down to Kickin' Chicken on uh, Main Street there. And I no longer go to that location, um, again, for, for various reasons. But I would go down there. So I would go down there and have, you know, two, three beers or whatever. And then go home and, and chill out at the house, do a podcast, hang out with my roommate at the time, whatever. Go to sleep, get up the next day to do it all again. I was driving home one night. And I was coming back down Main Street. And I was actually passing right there uh, in front of Homegrown Brew House and got pulled over for speeding because, you know, eventually that speed limit changes to 35 and then it changes to 30 coming through the square there. And I was just going a little bit too fast, got pulled over. Um, of course, I had a little bit trouble seeing because my eyesight is bad anyway, but then also, uh, you know, a little inebriated. So I pulled my registration. I had a couple instances of my insurance up on my on my visor so i was trying to look and see which one was which because i had two of them and one of them was outdated one of them was current i had forgotten to throw away the the one that wasn't current so as i'm doing that of course they smell alcohol coming out of the vehicle you know the windows down it's an easy smell to pick up plus i'm sitting there for one thing it's nighttime i'm going by the light you know inside the car the stuff on the State Farm insurance card is, is small as hell. My eyesight's not good anyway. I'm a little inebriated. No excuses. I shouldn't have been drinking. But I'm having trouble reading the card. I finally say, oh, here's the right one. I give them the right one. They say, have you been drinking? Uh, yeah, I had, a you know, one drink down the road after work. You know, I work right here. I pointed, you know, I said, I work right here at Homegrown Brewhouse. I got off. I went down the road, had a drink, and I'm on my way home. Okay, well, we'd like you to step out of the car. They gave me a, a field sobriety test. I passed it. Um, in flip-flops, no less. No, that day I didn't have flip-flops on, actually. I passed. They said, okay, you're good to go. Have a good night. Uh, be careful. You know, those type things. Should have learned my lesson. I didn't. I don't know how long it is. Maybe a few months later. Maybe, um... Maybe six months later, maybe a year. I'm not even sure. 
really, at this point. I can't remember when that incident was, but fast forward, I I go into uh, 2020. The year is now 2020. It's February. I said, okay, for the month of February, I didn't do January that, that year. You know, a lot of people do January where they stop, they do dry January, they start going to the gym, whatever. I didn't do none of that bullshit. And I said, you know what? Okay. February only has 28 days. So for February, I'm going to stop drinking for the month of February. I've done it many times in the past. The further I go along, uh, the further or the, the harder it is, the harder it was to, to stop for a significant amount of time. I'd done it plenty of times previously. Well, February 2nd of that month, in 2020 was the Super Bowl. And I said, fuck, man. I, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking. But I got weak in the 2nd of February. The very the second day, I said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go to Mellow Mushroom. And I'm going to go hang out with, you know, uh, uh, the bartenders that I love up there. You know, and they're not even open anymore. But And uh, hang out with some people and go watch the Super Bowl at Mellow Mushroom. I'm going to drink. I'll pick up and resume not drinking for the month of February the next day. Go out to Mellow Mushroom. I have a, a few drinks. It's three, I believe it was. Drinking, I want to say it was Fam's Brewing Company's Problem Child. I'm almost 100% positive that was the beer I was drinking. They had it on tap. And that beer is probably 9% alcohol. I don't know. It's eight something at least. But I want to say it's maybe even in the nine range. Had three of those while I was watching the Super Bowl. I didn't even finish the Super Bowl. Coming back, I leave early. Coming back down Main Street, I get to the light right there. I come up upon the light right there at Berlin G and uh, Main Street, 17A. I feel fine. Again, shouldn't have done it to begin with. I feel fine, and that's the whole point with drinking. You, you don't realize that you're that you're drunk, that you're driving drunk most times. I come up upon the stoplight there, Berlin G and 17A. It's turning yellow. I'm already up to to you know cruising speed to to the speed limit. It's turning yellow. It's getting ready to turn red. I'm at one of those points, and and all of you know the point that I'm talking about, where you're like, do I stop or do I continue through the light? You know, if I try and stop right now, I'm got, am I going to slam on brakes? Is it going to be too abrupt? Should I just go and move on and do uh, just go through the stop? So I made the decision, like we all do and we all have, to roll through that light because I didn't think I had enough time to stop. I rolled through the light as I'm under the light. I'm in the middle of the intersection. The light turns red. I go through. I peek over my left shoulder as I'm going through the intersection. You always look both ways going through an intersection. Realize there's a police car right there to my left coming off of Berlin G. And I said, damn it, I'm, I'm getting pulled over. I know it because I, you know, seemingly just ran this red light. I guess so. Go through the light. Lo and behold, car turns, lights come on. I pull over, pull over at the uh, Jiffy Lube right there on Main Street, on the right. Same kind of situation. I'm fumbling, kind of looking through my things. I can't even hardly see them. I'm having to hold them very close to my face because it's just dark. My nearsighted vision is not that great. 
And uh, same thing. You've been drinking? Yeah, I was down the road. I was watching the Super Bowl, had a few drinks. I came upon, you know, do you know why we pulled you over? Yes, uh, you know, I, I kind of probably ran that light a little bit, but I, I was at a point of no return. I thought, you know, breaking was, was not going to be good for me, so I just figured I'd roll through. There was nobody coming. You know, there was nobody there. The streets were pretty much clear. Okay, well, I get it. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but, uh, you know, you smell alcohol. Would you mind stepping out of the car? Blah, blah, blah. Did all that. Stepped out. Um, did the field sobriety test. I had flip-flops on. had slides on, as a matter of fact, at that point. Didn't do well on it. And was probably, I don't know. I'd been drinking. I had one too many. I shouldn't have had the third one for sure because of the ABV content of it. The surface there was uneven. I was in slides. Of course, they ask you, do you feel comfortable? Do you have any disabilities? Do you have anything that would preclude you from doing this test? I probably should have said something about the the pavement, about the surface that we were on. I probably should have said, well, I'm slides. I mean, how am I going to walk heel to toe with shoes that you know slide off in and off, on and off your feet? But I didn't. Took the test. They didn't like it. I searched my entire vehicle, put me under arrest, handcuffed me, took me to the, the station there off of, right off of Main Street, um, did a breathalyzer. I failed that. And uh, they took me, since that was considered Berkeley County, they took me over to Berkeley County Jail and uh, spent the night. Got released the next day on, my, on a PR bond, you know, personal recognizance bond. And I've uh, been waiting for that to resolve ever since. COVID hit and um, still nothing. You know, I, I got a lawyer, all this kind of stuff. Actually, I did. I had one trial date. And I said, well, I'm going to go in and I'm just going to explain myself. I'm going to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tell them, you know, I'm a valuable part of the community and I'm retired military and I'm a veteran, I'm a combat veteran, I'm a disabled veteran, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I decided to go in and represent myself as a dummy. I go to the trial date. I get up. The guy says, uh, how do you plead? I said, guilty. And he said, whoa, 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 do you have any representation? Do you have anybody with you? I said, no, I'm just representing myself. And they said, well, I would really recommend that you go uh, and talk to a lawyer. We're going to put a hold on this case. We're going to uh, push this case to a later date. And I would I would highly recommend that you secure counsel and, uh, and rethink this thing. So I said, all right. Did that, got counsel, paid for it, and uh, sat back and wait, right? Sit back and wait. COVID goes by. I end up quitting. uh, uh homegrown, getting rid of the partnership over there. I was done. I said, shit, I'm, I'm selling my house. I'm getting in my car and I'm, I'm going across the country. Life's too short. Um, you know, with this DUI thing, with COVID, all this stuff, I just, I got to get out of here. This town is, is not good for me at the moment. I was not uh, doing well, uh, with some relationship issues. I was drinking a little more than I should, <sighs> whatever, making bad decisions, right? And if you go back even prior to to those two instances that I've already covered, uh, there's a podcast I did. Uh, I think I might have call, called it the Mother's Day episode or something where I explain um, having another incidence where I ran into my fucking house, you know, when I came home one night too drunk. But 
So fast forward, I get, I'm on the road, I'm, I'm on the West Coast, I get selected for this Warrior Expeditions thing. I say, all right, I'm, I'm selected for this thing, that's going to be great, it's going to be good to get on the, on, on the water and kind of just take a break and clear my head a little bit. So I come back home to Somerville, to South Carolina, start training for this Mississippi River trip with Warrior Expeditions. Well, um, I'm here in town, I'm training, I'm doing kayaking, uh, canoeing, I'm trying to get in shape, I'm, I'm getting ready, I'm preparing, getting uh, things in order for me to take off for, for, for 90 days, uh, you know, setting my dog up, all that kind of things. And I'm out one night, I'm, I'm drinking some beers, I'm at Dog and Duck. Again, just bad judgment on my part. You know, had had one too many. That's always the story, right? Of uh, all these beers they make nowadays are just damn. They're out of control. You know, they're, they're no longer the the four to six percent beers that that we grew up with. They're they're uh, six and above now, and, and a lot of them are seven and above. And I think I was drinking Huge Street. I don't know. I, I probably had at least three up there. And those are 7% beers, 7-2, depending on where you look at. So one too many. I, I leave. I'm coming down the street. I'm turning in to where I normally turn and cut through this neighborhood. Just going back to my trailer. Uh, another, you know, Tuesday night or whatever night it was. I don't even know what night of the week it was. But I misjudge it. I'm at the light. and I misjudge the distance uh, from the car that's coming towards me. And it's, it's one of those weird cars. It's like a, a three-wheel, like a spider, I think they call them or something, a three-wheel motorcycle with a frame around it. I don't know. It's kind of low to the ground. I didn't see it as a normal vehicle coming at me. I guess I misjudged the distance. I do have bad death perception. They told me that when I joined the military. Uh, misjudged it. I made the right turn or the left turn into this neighborhood. Got Sideswiped or rear end swiped by this vehicle coming. Um, it wasn't it wasn't hard. I mean, it just it felt like it just kind of bumped me, and I, I I rolled through. I pulled over to the side. I got out the vehicle, and I'm saying to myself, "God damn it, Brian! You've already got you've already got a DUI pending that you haven't even got uh, you know reconciled yet, adjudicated, and now you've probably had you you probably." are going to blow past the limit, even though you don't feel like you've had too much, you're going to blow. Now you've, you're in this accident, a split second decision. I made a decision. I made a dumb freaking decision. And I, I looked at my vehicle and it's dark. I didn't see a lot of damage going on. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm just, I'm leaving the scene of this accident. I'm, I'm out of here because if I, if I, if I get caught and I'm, Driving under an influence, I'm probably going to jail, right? So like a dummy, I flee. And I, I flee. I, I, I go weaving through the neighborhood. Um, the guy that hit me ends up following me. And I think somebody else that probably witnessed it ended up following as well. I come out the neighborhood. I come down some other streets. I get on the other side of town. And next thing I know, <laughs> next thing I know, about, I don't even know, man, six to eight vehicles converge on me, uh, police cars, sheriff office, sheriff's office, Dorchester police. I think even maybe a highway patrol car was there. I don't know. Um, the fire chief, <laughs> it was probably, 
it was probably eight vehicles converge. I, I finally, you know, it's like, uh, it's like OJ Simpson, right? I finally decide I'm done. I'm, unpo- I'm pulling over. <laughs> I'm giving up the ghost and I'm laughing because you got to laugh, right? Um, luckily nobody was hurt. I pull over. Of course, everybody pulls over with me. Get out of the car. I get out of the car. I've got a firearm sitting there. I have a concealed carry permit, so I don't have to keep my, my weapon in a glove box or in the console or anything. I can have it out in the open. So I've got a, a place where I, I keep it magnetized where it's accessible, you know, right there by my leg if I need it. So I get pulled out of the car. Now there's a weapon. Put, put your hands where I can see him. Are there any other weapons? Do you have any other weapons on you? You know, it's the whole big thing with the weapon. I get out, uh, you know, while we pulled you over, you know, did you, you hit this, uh, you had an accident. Why did you run? You know, that's a hit and run. Why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. So this is this whole big rig and reward. Of course, I get another uh, test. They, I thought I killed it. They said I didn't, didn't matter. It was a hit and run anyway. So maybe if it, maybe if I wouldn't have had that hit and run, if they were, if I would have just gotten pulled over, I would have passed and been sent on my way. But, um, I get, they take me to, to the holding area again, to the, to the breathalyzer thingy, me, Bobby, whatever. And read me the whole thing that they read me the first time. And I said, you know what? This time I'm not, I'm not blowing. I said, what, what happens if I don't, and by the way, the first one, <clears throat> because I blew such a low level, I was still over the legal limit, but because I blew such a low level, I was in a certain category where I didn't have to give up my driver's license. I didn't have to lose my license. So I kept my license. I was able to drive. That's why I drove across country and back. <clears throat> well, this time, I said, what happens if I refuse? And I said, well, you know, if there's no evidence, if I don't have evidence of a breathalyzer, there's no evidence that I actually was inebriated over the legal limit. All you have is the field sobriety test to go by, right? So I said, what happens if I don't take the test? Well, you, uh, you, you forfeit your, your driver's license for, I think they said up to a year or something. I don't remember what the, what the circumstances were. And I said, well, fuck it. Let's just do that because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing another breathalyzer. So I did that. That immediately suspends my license. Of course, I went to jail again overnight. Uh, got up the next morning for my virtual court hearing. And uh, this time, instead of getting a PR bond, um, and it was still just a first offense to UI because I haven't been convicted of a first offense yet. That case is still pending. So... I can't remember what the bond was. It was like 1800 bucks or something. So I had to pay, you know, 10% of that. So 180 bucks to get out of jail. So I had to call my, my father. He had to post, go through a jail's bond, jail bondsman, post a bond for me, come pick me up. Um, I go get my vehicle at the, uh, the towing place where they towed it to realize there was a lot more damage than I thought there was. So I get with my insurance get it over, get it fixed. Of course, my insurance had to pay for the other vehicle that, uh, and I didn't even get charged. That, that wasn't even on the ticket, you know, reckless driving, uh, leaving the scene of an accident, none of that stuff. I, all I got was a, a, a DUI first offense ticket again. So I got very lucky on that. If you call that lucky. 
And, um, yeah, so through my insurance, I uh, got both, both vehicles fixed and my insurance finally got in touch with me and said, look, we're going to have to drop you your, your liability. So I had to go get a new insurance. Anyway, what's happened now is finally, and that was May of 20, April or May of 2021 was the second DUI. So a little over a year apart. Um, still have not been convicted of either one of those. My lawyer went to an administrative hearing back two months ago now, and they came to an agreement that um, I would have to or they came to an agreement to come back to me with. So they came back to me with and said, if, you know, if I put an interlock system on my car for six months and uh, carry SR-22 insurance for the next three years, which is the, the law here in South Carolina, and go through what's called an ADSAP program, which is an alcohol drug substance abuse program, I think is what the acronym stands for here in South Carolina. So if you agree to go through that course, put an interlock system on your car, which is, you know, a thousand bucks or something, have it installed, which you have to blow into this thing to start your vehicle each time. So they know that you're not drinking and driving um, and then have a higher insurance for three years. Then, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and make sure that that's not on your criminal record as a DUI. So, you know, this is my lawyer advising me. I said, sure, I'm going to do that. Um, and that's, uh, what I said, nothing has happened as of yet through the system. So I'm still waiting to figure that out. So I haven't gotten contacted about if, if that's what we're going to go with, if that's the deal that we're going to make, if there's more to the story that we're going to try, uh, and, uh, do something else. I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here waiting and, and until all that stuff gets worked out. I cannot leave the state of South Carolina in my vehicle. I can't drive outside of the state. So it's kind of uh, pointless for me to go anywhere because I can't even get a rental car. Of course, I Uber anywhere I need to go. But so that's the story. That's where we're at. And, um, of course, the moral of the story is don't drink and drive, guys. Don't drink and drive. Have a plan. Uber, Lyft, get a ride, walk, don't drink at all. And uh, that's where I'm at. I'm trying uh, right now to, uh, with, the, with the help of the VA, to significantly decrease the drinking that I do or to just eliminate it altogether. So... I've always told you guys, I've always told you guys that I'd be honest and that, uh, you know, I wouldn't bullshit you guys on this show. And I, I pride myself on doing that. We have some fun. We joke around. Um, we do some silly stuff, but take care of yourself. Take care of the other people around you, uh, the other people in vehicles. Kids walking the streets, pets, whatever. Take care of your loved ones and um, just don't do it. Don't drink and drive. Take a lesson from me that it it doesn't pay. I mean, I've spent $10,000 so far <laughs> on this thing and it's still not resolved yet. So 
And I got a feeling it's going to get even more expensive before this thing is all said and done with. So I want to be honest. I want to, I want to help you guys not make some of the mistakes that, that I make or that anybody else makes out there. So that's why I talk about them. And I talk about the things that I do, things that other people do that are dumb and things that people do do that are fantastic, you know, like some of the health stuff I talk about or motivational things or fitness avenues or you name it. Um, all right. Well, I wanted to keep it kind of short and sweet. I went long. I went longer than I wanted to. I really, I don't even know if I'll put this out. And if I do, as always, you'll know it, right? Because you'll see it. If you don't, you'll never know I even did this show. <laughs> but I got a feeling this time I'm going to put it out there. Um, I very rarely, if if at all, ever delete a show or edit a show. I do it and I put it out there. It's, it's one take, no filter. You know, has been my motto since day one. All right, well, I've rambled. I love you guys, girls, peeps, dogs, fish, humans, aliens, everybody. Be good to each other. Stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. And uh, we'll talk to you sooner than, than this uh, last time, hopefully, all right? Later. Talk to you soon.